Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to another episode of the Blue Crew, a New York Rangers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Johnny Lazarus, joined by my good friend, Cody Frankel. And before we get into any Ranger hockey talk uh, this week, we just want to talk about you know our friends, our family, anyone who listens to this podcast or has anyone involved in Israel or you know knows anyone there. Our hearts are completely with you right now. Obviously, you know there's a lot going on that we're not going to dive deep into, but Cody and I both have a lot of friends, family in Israel, and you know what's going on right now has been super scary. And um, Cody, if you want to talk about it quickly, yeah, no, I mean, I mean, there's you know, there's not too much to say. It's it's honestly terrible. You know, if you're not political, like I'm not a political person, but you know, I I would urge you to look online and and get a little educated. It's it's really terrible. Um, and yeah, it it really sucks. And I hate I hate to quote like a movie reference here, but it, it almost reminds me of, did you ever see the movie Red Dawn? No. Dude, you should you should really watch it. It's, you, you'd you like it. It's with Chris Hemsworth. Mm-hmm. It Like, uh, uh, Asian militants, I, I mean, I know they're terrorists. Hamas is obviously terrorists, but Asian militants, like, come in and try and take control over, like, the, over, like, parts of the U.S. And it, like, mm-hmm. like they come in on, like, paraglide. It, it, it literally is surreal. Um, you know, what's happening. I, I don't know if you saw that Twitter video or TikTok video of literally hundreds of Israelis like at a rave and like paragliders yeah. were coming in on their like it's it's honestly crazy. It's it's yeah. crazy. And and you know, like Johnny said, our hearts go out to everybody involved um in, in Israel. And you know, I'm everybody I know has either a friend, a brother, a family member, uh, you know, a friend's brother's cousin. That was that is there. So um, you know, it's 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 really crazy and it's really scary. Yeah, and we know you know people don't tune into us to hear about this kind of stuff, but it's very close to home for the two of us. Yeah. Um, so we just you know wanted to say our hearts go out to everybody that, that's you know got family or, or anyone in Israel. Um, and you know, not to obviously it's something very hard to transition out of, but yeah, you know, Cody had some very exciting things happen this weekend and Avery as well. And, you know, myself included, Avery's not with us today, but Cody, tell everybody about your new son. My son is the cutest is that weird thing. to say out loud? No, because you're, you've always been like my, my son. So it's fine. Um, <laughs> no, my we'll son. We'll get up here a little bit. Sorry for the start guys, but you know, yes, obviously. yes. Um, my son Griffin was born. He's honestly such a cutie Griffin James. Um, yeah, he's adorable. He's, he's honestly a dream. He's a dream. He's, he's been amazing. Um, you know, everybody's been asking me like, Oh, do you feel like a dad? Like what did your dad moment hit? I would say like my dad moment hit yesterday when I was on the couch and I just started feeling like my hands wet and he shit all over me. So, (laughs) so, so that was, that was my, that was my dad moment. Um, but no, seriously, it's, it's, it's been just surreal. I mean, well, I have to say something negative. Yeah. The New York Rangers have not won a hockey game since Griffin James has been born. But they also haven't won a hockey game since before, since two weeks before he was born. So. <laughs> okay, so fair that. enough. So there's fair that. Enough. 
yeah. he might be the curse. Yeah, or or he might be the one to like break the curse and and show them that they need to wake the fuck up. Otherwise, mm-hmm. he's going to be, you know, the starting left winger in in eighteen <laughs> years. So, well, on that note, it is officially game week. The Rangers open up yes, their season in Buffalo. I'll be there. Uh, which I'm very so jealous about. of that, dude. I mean, not jealous of going to Buffalo because I feel like Buffalo <laughs> fucking blows. But I, I, but no, no, no offense. I'm not the biggest Buffalo Buffalites. fan. Yeah, I'm jealous. I'm I'm jealous. I I don't know when I'm gonna be able to go to a hockey game. I haven't been around the team uh, for the past week. I've been in Buffalo for the Chicklets Cup, which was so much fun. But you know, I'm sure we're gonna have a lot of fan questions about this. But just to kick the show off right now. Here were the lines and practice. Wait a second. I'm so sorry for interrupting you. Wait a second. Are you in Buffalo right now? I'm in Rochester right now. What's with you and going to Buffalo? Well, I was in Buffalo for the Chicklets Cup, and I'm with my good friend Jake Rivera, who so kindly had me hang up his jersey behind me so he can be featured on the show tonight. That's that's hilarious. In his wife's office. Um, Shout out Taylor and Jake for letting me stay here for three nights. But I I haven't been to Jake's house because he lives in Rochester, and I, Mm -hmm. you know, not in a rush to come here. No offense yeah. to them. But, yeah. uh, you know, I'm very tight with Jake. I've known him since 2017. He was the captain of my Maccabee games mm-hmm. team. And I thought it'd be a great opportunity to come hang out. His dog's actually trying to get in the door right now. No, uh, that was my dog, dude. No, here too. Oh, that barked? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, my dog. Because my dog just barked. My dog's right outside our door and just barked. <laughs> um. So, yeah, they were kind enough to let me stay for three nights because I figured I'm coming to Buffalo. Might as well stay here and go to the home mm. like season opener. So, totally. you know, see some friends, hang out. Uh, so I'll be in Did Rochester. Did you have to get tickets or they're, or they're hooking you up? No, I got the uh, credential for the Hockey News. So okay. I'm covering the game. For the, for the who? The Hockey News. Hockey News. Okay. Um, yeah. No, that's cool. So, yeah, I'm in Rochester now going back to Buffalo Wednesday. And uh, you can tell my voice, you know, great weekend with the Chicklets Cup. Mm-hmm. Went 9-0. Uh, and Played on two teams, didn't lose a game. I'm the man. You played on two teams? Yeah, I played in the roller wait. A division and the roller B division. Wait, wait, wait. I thought you were ice. I thought you were ice skating. Dude, what? Yo, I could swear I saw your story and you were literally ice skating. No, it was rollerblades. Oh, those dude, you should have I'm a beast at rollerblading. Oh my god, dude. All right, we didn't we didn't need any help. I literally didn't lose a game. You you would have you you could, have doubled, you could have doubled your stat sheet. That's all I'm saying. Okay. You could have doubled okay. your stat roller, roller hockey and street hockey is the only things I'm good at. I mean, you were kind of busy this weekend, so. True. true. You're right. But for the next one, dude, I yeah. didn't know it was roller hockey. Dude, I would fucking dangle around dudes on roller skating. <laughs> all right. All right we'll I keep, thought it was ice skating, so I was like, oh, I'll pass on that. We'll keep that in mind for the next one. All right. Um, but, yeah, so the Rangers lines as of today. Everyone knows Will Cooley made the opening night roster. Loved you know, it. Loved very it. pumped for him. He's earned it. He's right now second line right wing. So the, the lines look like this uh, from Vince Mercagliano because he tweeted out the lines this morning. Kreider, Mika, Kako, Panarin, Hedel, Cooley. Kreider, Lafreniere, Mika, Kako, Panarin, Hedel, Cooley, Lafreniere. Lafreniere, Trocek, Wheeler. Okay. Goudreau, Bonino, Pitlick, and VZ as the extra forward. And the D pairs as expected. Lingren, Fox, Miller, Truba, Gustafson, Schneider, and Jones as a 7th D. Dude. Loff, Tro, and Wheeler could be the perfect line to actually get him to start producing points. Did you like, happen to read? You read Larry Brooks' article, right? I'm the one who sent it to you, bro. Yeah. that was, So I, I don't always read other writers. With my writing, I don't want to like. 
I've I've never read one of your articles. I'm yeah, that's fine. That's fine. He <laughs> talks to me every day, but I don't I don't like to read other people's art because sometimes it just gets in my brain and I could like take their thought. I, I only read two people's articles, and it's yeah, it's Vince and Larry, and yeah. you know, not to say I mean, listen, Larry Larry's great. He's definitely opinionated, but um, no, I Vince, I loved that. That was a great article. Yeah. No, that was that was that was one of the better ones as of recent for sure. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Keep keep going because I know you're about to go into that a little bit, Cody. When you sent this into like our group chat, I was like, you know, right from the title, I was like, okay, I have to read this. Uh, for anyone who hasn't read Larry Brooks' article yet, it was Alex. This is the, this is the headline: Alexi Lafreniere's preseason has been unfathomably bad. Here's what the Rangers should do about it. So you know, right from there, that's an attention grabber. Uh, Larry was spot on with his analysis. No, read the, read the whole article, world, word for word. I'm not doing that. Uh, but you know, anyone who read it knows that Larry was pretty spot on with his analysis of Lafreniere's preseason. It wasn't very impressive. Uh, was it a little harsh? Yes, but it was certainly accurate. You know, it's going to be really interesting to see how this whole Lafreniere season plays out because the opportunity appeared to have slipped away, right? Like, and the season hasn't even started yet. I think you and I have been bigger Lafreniere supporters than most. Yeah. Um, a lot of people have been very critical of him. You and I have been really trying to, you know, jump on the flashes, showing all the potential this kid can have that he still can have. Um, but you know, I think when you play five preseason games, like after an underwhelming season to begin with and look even worse than you did in a season where you didn't do too much, it's really, really tough to, gain momentum and again you and i have said this many times in the past like i don't want to take too much stock into the preseason you know for me i think for laugh it's like this year i'm giving him the 82 games if he's not like you know if he's not like a 55 60 point player making flashy plays like it's it's gonna again i mean i'll say it again i don't think he's gonna be a ranger next year i i think quite frankly that is the scenario it's either he gets into like not superstar status, but like, you know, a tick below all-star, right? Like very, very good or, or better, or he, he's not going to be on this team. Um, they have too much talent, like waiting in the wings to, to just plug in, you know, top six, top nine spots, just based on draft pick. It's just, it, it's something that, that they can't do. They have a guy in Othman. They have a guy in Perot, like, you know, Cooley, like, I'm sure they don't want him to be a fourth line guy. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, so they have too much talent to just sit around and, and wait for loft to like really, really explode. Um, all that said, like, it's going to be a really tough look because he hasn't been doing too much and now you're going to get it. I mean, what can you like, assuming he doesn't have the season you want, like there's not too much you're going to be able to get for him. Like you're going to have to find a, honestly, you're going to have to find a, a sucker to, to like, be like, Oh yeah, I see all this. Like, yeah, let's, you know, take a first, whatever, or you're going to have to find another disgruntled player and make a swap one for one. Like those are the two options. All right. Well, that was a great rant. First of all, thank you. Second of all, I do want to say, we also have a great interview today with my good friend, Julie Stewart Binks, which we'll get to after some fan questions. But while we're on the topic of laugh, I think we should go into the questions because there are a lot about him. So the first one is from Neil time 24. Should the Rangers have traded Laffy last year? That's a great question. Um, it would have been a mistake. I think you needed to. The value wasn't it. high enough. The value wasn't high enough. Um, and it's not not that it's higher now, but c- correct. But it, it, at least, like I said many times, I know there's you know a former Edmonton Oiler that 
Loft gets compared to a lot, but the difference is from him, from Yakupov is he's been dramatically like slowly, gradually increasing. Like each year he's been doing slightly better than the last, but not enough to make a dent, right? So this is the season you hope he takes that big, big type of, you know, even more than a heatle type of leap, right? So to trade him last season would just, it, it would have been a mistake because he would just go to like the Canadians or someone else and probably rake there because he'd be on PP one. He'd be on the top line and he'd make us look like dummies. And, and you just wouldn't have gotten the value you needed from him. Yeah, I agree. I think trading him last year would have just been giving up too early, right? Like at least let, let it play out. And if he fails, then he fails. Yeah. But you know, I think it's better to play the long game as opposed to just like, Oh, this kid hasn't figured it out by 21 years old. He's done. You know, so yeah. um, I wouldn't have traded him last year. I don't, I don't even know what they would have gotten in return. I don't think the return would have been good enough. Yeah. Um, but I do fear what the return would be if it doesn't work out this year at the same time. Like, what do you consider not working out? Because that because that's obviously what the returns kind of contingent on. Right. So, well, could you also settle for Lafreniere to be a career third liner? No, no, because it's like on the Rangers, you're saying. No, because where is he going to fit, dude? They literally have two. They literally, how they have? What if that? Have, what if that's just his? What if that's just his ceiling? No, 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 no. You're you're misunderstanding what I'm saying. How? Like, how is he going to fit there when you have Cooley, who's going to be a top nine guy probably next year? You have Othman, who's going to be a top six guy probably next year, and then in two years you have Perot, who's going to be a top six guy. So, given all that knowing you still have four or five other guys locked up for the next four or five years, it's, it's just a, I, I mean, you're going to be a third line grinder, like grind at, you know, like, I don't know. I think maybe, it's, I think it's a tough look. I don't know. Maybe he just buys into that. You know, I don't have too many sources. I'll be honest, but from what I've heard is he's not happy as it is. And I can't imagine if he has a bad season in New York getting absolutely grilled on by media, by on social media, by fans. I cannot imagine he's going to say, all right, you know what? I'm going to prove everybody wrong. I'm going to sign a four-year deal here. Let's do it. He's going to say, get me the fuck out of this place and, you know, send me somewhere where I can thrive in a top six mm-hmm. role and, you know, like I mean, that's just my opinion, but like that, I, I just can't imagine. I can't imagine he's gonna settle for just being a top nine guy. It's like, yeah, you know, like Kraftsoft uh, didn't do it, and 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 Loff is a significantly better prospect than he was. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, and Kraftsoft has probably played himself out of the NHL for like, yeah, yeah. I mean, he he can go kick rocks, but all right, let's go into the next one because we have a lot more Lafreniere stuff here. But this one's from J underscore Chico ninety three. How far do the Rangers make it this year? It's really, really hard to assess right now, given that preseason. Uh, they had a pretty pretty bad preseason. I know Quickie started, what, three games, and he looked terrible. Um, the, the defense didn't help him on, on one or two of those games, but he did not look good. Um, he's like, It's not a fair assessment, though, because he's not going to start half of our games. He's going to start... 20 games maybe and he's probably gonna you know he's a veteran he's 
won many cups. Like he's probably going to pick it up as, as he gets in the groove a little bit. Um, so I think that's a little bit slanted of, of how we've looked in, in the preseason, but my, my answer is it's really hard to assess right now. Like that's my answer. I, I just don't know. I don't know. I mean, it could be all the way. If everything clicks, it could be like nowhere close. Who's FaceTiming you? My mother-in-law, man. When you, when you have, when you have kids, you'll learn just people just don't care about your time anymore. They just want to see the baby. Who was the person that tweeted like the Rangers went one and five in the preseason under Elaine Vigneault in his first year and then went to the Stanley Cup final. I saw that tweet. Um, I was circling around. Did you see that? Yeah, maybe maybe we'll win it this time. I don't remember who tweeted it, but yeah, that was that was definitely circling around. So I, I think the Rangers, you know, ceiling is I don't know if they're good enough to win the East. They can definitely get mm. to the conference final. Mm. Um, I, I have you know I have a lot of confidence in saying that. I don't think they may get past the conference final. I I would say their ceiling is the conference final this year, unless Igor again is lights out. Would you rather the Rangers? be a first or second round exit or just make it to the cup and lose? That's an easy answer. <laughs> you you think make it to the cup and lose knowing, yeah. knowing it'll rip your heart in half. So, yeah, so for I, me, the, the vibe I'm getting with these Rangers is I do see a cup in their future. I really do, or, or at least making it to the cup, but I very much feel like it's going to be a one-time thing. And when they get to the show, they need to win it. That I, I'm just getting, like, just seeing how the NHL is trending, seeing how good the East is, seeing what's going on. Like, if you even look at the Avs, like, you know, they they're nasty and they they didn't get back. Like, it's I know they had uh, you know they had some stuff going on, whatever. But I'm very much like starting to get the impression, like, I still think we're gonna get to the Cup. I just don't like we're gonna need to win it when we get there because I don't know if we're gonna be able to get back a second time. And I yeah. I'm. I'm that's why I'm very nervous. Like it. Yeah. Well, I'll, so. I'll spin that and say like, I think it would benefit them more next year if they lost in like the first, second round, as opposed to like getting to the cup final and losing. Cause then they'd be probably banged up next season. Like after a run mm-hmm. like that and coming up short. Yeah. Um, but I'm not like rooting for that. Like I'm rooting to watch. Well, of course as as possible. You know, of course, of course I, I, I meant more so like for your heart, like which, yeah. which would your heart be able to take more? Cause for me, you know, 2014 broke me. So yeah, it's, um, you know, I, I, I don't know why, man, I'm just getting the vibe at this point. Like they're very much going to get to the cup once whatever with this core, I, I mm-hmm. feel it in my bones, but I don't like, I hope they win it, but it's, it's like a question mark for me right now. And I think they need to win it because I don't know if they'll be able to get back a second time. Well, here's the question then. Would you rather be heartbroken or extremely disappointed? Right now, at this moment in time, I think extremely disappointed because I'm telling my gut is telling me they're only going to make it to the cup once. So knowing they'd lose the cup, in my mind, I would think they were not getting back there with this core. So for me, like I'm still disgusted at how last year ended. Mm. And where I'm like, had that team gone to the Stanley Cup final yeah. and lost to Vegas, I could like live with that. But I can't live with like losing to the Devils in the first round. Like that's gonna that, that's a lifetime of chirping. Yeah, the Devils have that on us forever. Devil fans. Well, uh, unless we unless we beat them this year. But you know, well, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, like you can live with with heartbreak, I think. But you can't live with like constant disappointment. I mean, like 
you know, think about the other teams that you root well, for. Well, you like can that. because because with heartbreak, you're like, oh my god, we were this close, and now you have to live with that forever if you don't get. But at back least you like felt there. it though. You know, you like you like felt that like what yeah. we had last year. It's like how the fuck could they not have gotten out of the first round with that team? Do you think they're? Yeah, yeah. I mean, with, with yeah, it's. I you mean, they mean? were they were top three cup favorites, and the crazy thing is, they weren't even even with that team, they weren't expected to get out of the East because Boston yeah. was, and then they both yeah. lost. So mm-hmm. it's listen. I've said this before. I mean, you know, st- the playoffs are just a wild, wild beast, and and yeah. hockey is like the one sport where just you know upsets happen every single year. I, I the crazy part is like. The Rangers weren't the the Rangers were the were the underdogs yeah. on paper, mm-hmm. like on yeah. in terms. No, of points, not on paper. No, not, not on paper. paper. Not sorry. In, in like terms on of points and like and shit. yeah, on sports books and stuff because the Devils had the better season. But then yeah. everybody was like shook, like even us that they lost because of the roster they had. So it's mm-hmm. you know, but all right, keep going. Yeah, let's go to the next one. And these are like all there's so it's like two pages of just like laugh. This one's from Tom Palmieri, thirty six. You think the Rangers should get rid of Laffy and go after Kane if he doesn't perform this year? I don't think that's a good move at all. No, no. I think that's a lateral move. Yeah. Like, no, no. Like, if Laff's playing third line, like, you're going to get Kane to play second line right wing again, like he did last year. And listen, Patrick Kane's a great player, but like, he, yeah. he's not, he's not going to be what this team needs right now. And no. as much as I love Patrick Kane, and I thought, I thought they needed him last year, it's pretty obvious that it's not the direction they should go in. No, they, they need, they need, their weakness was depth, right? Their weakness was depth. Yeah. And they need grinders. They need tough guys. And I, I think they got the right pieces this season. They just need one more player to fill in that, you know, to push VC out of the top nine. And, you know, he's not or, even in the lineup right now. I, I know, I know, court. I know he's not in the actual lineup now. But um, who was who was on the third line again? It was, it was Loft. It's Lafreniere, Trocek, Wheeler. And then who was on the second line? It was Panarin, Hedl. Cooley, cool. They're playing Cooley online too. See, as so right, that's as of right now. So that's that's the thing, right? Like, if Cooley ends up being a stud, I mean, he had fifty goals like two seasons ago, and you know, in the OHL, this so, also could change by Thursday. That was just the practice sure. line today. Totally, totally. But if if he ends up being a stud, and you don't need that top nine player, then like, let's let's do it. But I I don't see like I think they need just a pure scorer in that top nine, like not a cane, just my opinion, but yeah. I have a feeling that Cooley will drop back to the third line and, and I maybe Lafreniere gets another chance, but I, I don't really know. Um, so let's go to this next one. I feel another like Wheeler's la- jump off, another, but. another laugh one. No, Wheeler, Wheeler, I think is solidified third liner. I, I think that's what they want from him. I think that's what they want for him, but I, I think he's very much going to get the VC and Goudreau treatment that if Cooley doesn't perform, he's going to jump up as opposed to moving somebody else up. Just my, just my thoughts on that. All right, so this next one's from Mike underscore D92. If Loth begins to struggle early, does Othman come up and take his ice time? No, he doesn't. I, I think they're going to give Loth at least 50 games till the trade deadline. I mean, I think they're at least going to give him till the trade deadline. If, you know, if a game 55 by or 60 by the trade deadline and he has like 26 points or something like that, then yeah, they're going to. They might make him available. Like they might make him available. They might try and wiggle him and some, you know, a player who can come in and, and you know, vet or something. Like, or, I, I don't know. It's it's so many unknowns right now because you need Loft to perform, but you also have zero cap space. So yeah, 
I said it last week. Like, I think Othman finishes the year with the team as an every night guy. Yeah, it's, it's, but it's I don't Othman. think it's necessarily taking Lafreniere's ice time. Correct. Yeah. So the next one is from Jackknife82. How long of a leash do you think Lav will give Laugh at right wing? Yeah. Oh, at right wing. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's not even starting at right wing, so I don't think it really matters. Yeah. I think he'll be interchangeable. Um, you know, with injuries and everything, they're gonna have to adjust the lineup. Like we'll see games with Lafreniere on the right wing. We'll see games with him on the left wing. It's just going to be how the roster looks, you know, each night in and night out because things happen, right? Like injuries happen. Uh, guys play good. They get moved up. Guys play bad. They get moved down. Like Lafreniere, I think, will be interchangeable. I, I think we're going to see him go on both sides for a lot of the year. Mm. Next one from Brandman7694. Have you ever been in the Delta Club at MSG? If yes, how do you like it? I've been for a Knicks game, and it was – incredible the sushi is so good the food is amazing is the, Delta uh, Club the one on the uh, on like the, the locker court. room level i think yeah yeah never never been there i've been i've been in boxes but never been in the delta club it's great i mean uh you know I, I don't think it's so necessary but um definitely a fun time i like i said i've only been for a next game so like i don't know what it would be like for a ranger game but uh highly recommend doing it once for sure we're going to the next one james fitz 19 are the Rangers sleepers to win the cup? So I'll let you go there first. I say absolutely not. Uh, could they win the cup? Yes. Are they likely to win the cup? No. Uh, are they sleepers? I would say no because they've been talked about and hyped up over the last two years to win the cup. So, you know, to me, a sleeper to win the cup would be like the LA Kings who like, you know, haven't been hyped up as much, but now have a much stronger roster going into the year, but there's still, you know, the Edmonton Oilers, the Vegas Golden Knights, the Colorado Avalanche, Dallas Stars in the West that are probably more favored to win the Cup and more talked about. So a team like the Kings that haven't gotten out of the first round in quite a bit, you know, are more of a sleeper. Like in the East, I'd say a sleeper to win the Cup. Would be like, Yeah, like, like Ottawa, even – no, not, I mean, Ottawa's like below a sleeper because they haven't even made the playoffs. So like, you know, a sleeper in the East would be like like Pittsburgh maybe. Bro, you've been you've been literally saying Pittsburghers are going to win the cup for like four years now. Um, year. <laughs> um, but they're probably a sleeper. This, I mean, like, yeah, um, I mean, I I agree with that, but I also think like to an extent they can be a sleeper because it seems like everybody's forgotten about us. Like power rankings are putting us at thirteen and eleven. And yeah, like, that's fair. They're, they're kind of forgetting about us a little bit, and this team's fuck. This team's dangerous, man. This team is dangerous. They just need to click. It, it's. The biggest thing for the Rangers is going to be one, you can't go like 0 for 21 on a power play in six games and expect to win games. It's just not how hockey works. Mm -hmm. And two, you need to figure out ways to score five on five goals. Like those yeah. to me are going to be the two biggest things to them because it's their two weaknesses, right? So, mm -hmm. all right. The next one from Chio Follow. This is for me. What were your stats in the Chicklets Cup? Uh, I didn't keep track of my stats. Yes, you did. Uh, I did have a hat trick though in the semifinal game, and I think I, sc I scored in the final game. I I had probably had like probably like ten goals in nine games. I would say that's sick, bro. Beast. Yeah, I'm a beast. But I went. Nine Yo, nine. did did you play G's team in no, the final? The, so uh, it was How actually it, it was really interesting this year. Barstool didn't have their own team, so they like raffled off. Uh, Grinnell, R.A., Colby Armstrong, and Matt Murley. Mm -hmm. So teams got to like bid on them, and um, it, it was like a 
somewhat like, you know, touching story, you know, obviously really sad story, but this family lost their 14 year old son to a drunk driving accident and they bid and won uh, Grinnell and RA for $1,400. And the kid was 14 years old. It was like a somewhat of like a, you know, universe sign of, you know, a good weekend and whatnot. But, um, you know, the auction was like really special for that. And uh, I think they ended up playing in the C division, but um, you know, it was, it was really cool that they got to to do that. And um, so each division had a winner. Yeah, there was a, you know, roller A, roller B, roller C, roller D, and then there was street A, street B, street C, street D. Was did did that have like any indication of skill or no, it was literally just A, B, C, D? No, it was skill. Like the A division was the best, B second best, C. How how did how do they determine that? Like it's the, it's the are- way teams sign up. Like if you want better competition, you go to A. Mm. You know, there's no like try. Were you guys A or B? So my uh elbow room team, like with the hockey yeah, guys and, that you won. That was B. But then I had a, a bunch of buddies from Long Island that I played with growing up that were an A. And and what place did that one come in? We we I literally won every game I played and we went nine and now. I won both. You, you guys won both leagues? Yeah. Sick, bro. I'm, I'm the man. I'm the man. But, but you were benched on A though, I heard. That sucks. No, dude. Um, all right, let's keep going. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's keep talking about myself. Uh Jay Bradley won underscore. Any chance the Rangers re-sign Kane and LTIR him until playoffs? No, so I'm like so no. tired of that question. I've yeah. I've I've said no from the start. It doesn't make yeah. sense. They don't have the room. Yes, no. Yeah. All right. Next one from Mark Shiraldi. Gusta. We're calling him Gus Bus, not Gusta. Gus Bus needs to be QB on second power play unit. Laugh and Kako need to be good or else we won't go far. That's true. True. Not a question, but facts. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Uh mm-hmm. he had a follow-up and said, also, congrats to Cody on the new baby. And Avery on the new job. Go Thanks, Rangers. Legend. Very nice of you, Mark. Thank you. Uh, and the last one from a friend of the show, JC Merlino. Why didn't Cody name his kid Laffy? Um, because Laffy sucks. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. Um, you know, just wouldn't sound wouldn't sound as nice as I, I did. Uh, Laffy Frankel actually is kind of sick, dude. I re- yeah, that's that's kind of fresh. Um, I tried really <laughs> hard for for Henrique for the middle name and just got shut down beyond belief. Damn. Um. Yeah. But I might have him be a fox for Halloween, and then I'll be Adam Fox for Halloween. Nice. Sick. That's, that's a good one. Uh, all right. Well, thank you everyone for sending the questions. Puck drop is Thursday night, but before that, we're going to talk to Julie Stewart Binks. So let's kick it over that interview. This week on the Blue Crew, it is my absolute honor to welcome in the person that taught me everything I know as far as the NHL media landscape goes, the three-time Telly Award winner. You can catch her on Bet Rivers and SNY and basically any social media platform that you have. Welcome to the show, my dear friend, Julie Stewart-Binks. What's going on? How are you? Les, thank you so much for having me. Um... Uh, please do not put that responsibility on me that I <laughs> I, I told you where the bodies were buried in, in the NHL uh, landscape. That's for, for sure. I was a grizzled vet that was like, meh, meh, meh. This is my gripes with whatever. And you're like, this is like, you know, bright eyed, bushy tailed young kid that, that I will give you credit. I was thinking about it. Our first broadcast that like didn't really broadcast for the there NHL. No like we, there was no audio. <laughs> You rolled with it. Like that could really rattle a lot of people. And it's just like you rolled with it. 
it was a little like, you know, it was new. We were doing something new. And um, that's that's a sign of like, all right, you're in the right industry because that happens, obviously, as you know, all the time. So you were you were new into the industry, but like it was like you were you were ready. You came in, you came in hot. So it was and now look rattling. at where you're going. You're it just was way like more you're rattling fun. when I spilled all over myself and you just recorded uh, me instead of helping. <laughs> one of the best videos ever when uh, Johnny Lazarus spilled water all over the table. And the look on my face was so excited because <laughs> I was like, this is amazing content. I just like grabbed my phone and I was like, I have to get this on Instagram right now. And I'm like, because we had like a sky camera video or whatever, get, catching mm -hmm. it. And I was just like, yeah. <laughs> and then Jill didn't even like notice. She was like not yeah. even like paying attention to that. And uh, we didn't even help you, which I feel really bad seeing that. I was like, my God, what there a jerk I was. <laughs> But for those who don't know what we're referring to, Julie and I met on the third period live show back in the 2022 conference finals for the NHL. And we've been best friends basically ever since. Um, right. Am I wrong in saying that? I BFF A-E-N-A-A-A. What's that? Sarah? Forever and ever and always. <laughs> okay. Well, tell <laughs> our listeners a little bit more about you because you've basically been everywhere, right? As far as covering the game goes, uh, you know, started at Fox Sports, then ESPN, then Barstool, Fubo, uh, you know, you've been around the block, right? So can you talk about just your start in media? I know you played hockey growing up as well. And, uh, you know, what got you into the NHL media in the first place? Yes, thank you. I started as a pylon and I continued to be a pylon on the <laughs> ice. But you know what? I know my role. And I got into hockey because I was a big Leafs fan growing up in Toronto. And as that's actually most of the media in Toronto was a big Leafs fan. So that's why they got into the sport. But I decided when I was in university at Queens, which is in Kingston, Ontario, where the Kingston Frontenacs play of the OHL. And I decided, hey, I want to try media. My mom was a broadcaster at CBC in Canada. And she kind of like, I went, I went to school for sports psychology, aka mm -hmm. I did a degree in phys ed and drama because those were the two <laughs> best subjects in high school. Did I have a plan at all? Like psychology, I was going to have to like do psych classes. No, I was just like, whatever I liked, I did, which I guess mm -hmm. like helps me now. So yeah. went, got into it. Uh, my mom told me to, to volunteer for the radio station. They were filled, so I went to the TV station, started just doing, like, videos on, like, hi, I'm with the Queen's soccer team. And I was, if they're so bad, they're so awkward, but they're, like, so necessary because, like, then you get you, you get out all the awkwardness early. And mm -hmm. it, some of it stays forever, uh, evidently, but you get out as much as you can. And then I... Just so you know, like, I'm okay. avoiding the soccer talk on here because I don't know shit about soccer. Yeah, that's fine. Um, <laughs> I did my master's in England, actually. So that's why I got into um, football is what we call it over in Blighty. But I then, whatever, long story short, got into, um, worked at Hockey Night in Canada as like a shot lister logger. So I would, I would always get Islanders and Blue Jackets games mm -hmm. Saturday nights. And I just sit there and every time something would happen, you have to like log it like, Shot from yeah. the point, like shot from the point, like right glove save, blah, blah, blah. Like it was, it was really intense. It was like being a courtroom 
um, transcriber, like, you know, you'd mm. go through, it'd be like, just go through the game once and you'd like make mistakes and stuff like that. And then it'd be like, go back again and redo it. So it was great. I loved it. And then, it's um, a crazy the job. Same, it's a crazy yeah. job. And it was also yeah. in a room with like no windows and it was like, it was, but I loved it. And then like, I would also then make comp, this is before you were born, Johnny, like <laughs> we had video, like videotapes in a VCR, VHS? I would make VHS, I would make yeah. um, from the OHL broadcasts, I would take like the ISOs that they would have from some of the guys like um, uh, name like anyone who would have played in the OHL in like 2010 or something like that. I would Ryan get Strom. yes, Ryan Strom. There you go. I get Ryan Strom and Anytime they mention him and just an ISO of him, I'd have to just record it onto this tape and it'd be like Ryan Strom's tape. And I'd just be going forward, forward, stop, press. <laughs> and I just sat in a room also like that doing that. And that was in case like they got drafted and someday they could go back and look at this footage. So he's archived all this stuff. At this time, like that's a great job for someone coming out of college. You're just yeah. like, yeah, I'm working at Hockey Night Canada. Even though I came in there thinking like I could be on TV, like, come on. They're like, no, you can't. You can't. Uh, and so I I went to do um, uh, someone told me some advice. They're like, if you want to be on TV, go be on TV. And so like go leave Toronto, basically. So I went and I did volunteer reporting for the OHL. I was doing it in Kingston. Mm -hmm. So then I would go stay with my friends who are still at university, just like crash on their couch, cover the Frontenacs games and Mark Potter, this guy who was like the host, he's like legend in the OHL world, would like let me do the interviews and he'd host. So it wasn't really like a role for me. But then it was getting really expensive to take a Greyhound bus to like Kingston all the time. And, you know, you're not getting paid. So I then decided to do the Niagara, the Niagara Ice Dogs and I would stay at my grandma's retirement residence and then cover them. <laughs> And that's it pretty was fucking like, crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would say I did workout classes with like the retirement people. They were like wonderful. They'd be like, who's that over there? I'm like, <laughs> they're like, it's Myra's granddaughter. She's a reporter. I'm like barely, but like, you know, yeah. Wearing it GoPro in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, it was great though. Like I then got great experience doing like live games with the OHL tonight. So then, you know, just kept going with that kind of stuff. And work with like the Bruins work with CBC doing like writing kind of just kept, you know, anything that I could possibly do to kind of get involved, wrote for CBC for like the Memorial cup when Gerard Gallant was one it against mm -hmm. Dave Cameron's Mississauga St. Michael's majors, RIP, not a team anymore. Um, they are a different team now. And then <laughs> like after that, of course, tried to leave Toronto as much as I could. So it's like, yeah. you know, it's like being in New York, like you're, you grow up in New York, you're not going to be on air in New York instantly. Well, like you are, but like you're not really everyone not. else is. And so <laughs> some of <laughs> us have to go to buff up nowhere and like, <laughs> like try to keep going. And I sent out, I sent out tapes or sorry, DVDs. We have mm -hmm. now progressed mm -hmm. to 40 different networks in Canada. <laughs> and like for any of Canadian people listening or anything, it's like global CTV, CBC from the Yukon to Prince Edward Island across the entire country, 40 different tapes. And I got one response from medicine hat that was like, thank you for sending this. We have no jobs. And I was like, out of all that, yeah. that's all I got back. And then luckily 
long story short, went to Fox Soccer Report in Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Won't talk soccer, but <laughs> it was like thank you. I was working, just writing scripts. Learned a lot there, and that was when the Jets came, like right then. And it was that was really cool to like be around Jets yeah. 2.0, all that kind of stuff. But I was like, I need to get more on-air experience. So I went to Regina, Saskatchewan, the city of the Rams. Was fun, love this place. And then that's where I got like my most experience being like an anchor, reporter, um, you know, video journalist, uh, every, I mean, director, graphics yeah, you've person, done everything. Yeah, like it was, you know, they throw you in, and it's like go cover a curling event out in Weyburn, Saskatchewan, which is like two hours away, come back, anchor, write, you know, cut it all up, write it, anchor it. The amount of bloopers I have are <laughs> insane. I have some yeah. on like hidden on YouTube, which I was actually looking at them last night and, and I'm like, these are such gold that we had, like the amount of stuff that went to air that was like, okay, one, one story I had. So you had to like, you would edit, um, you know, say I did, I edited highlights of a hockey game like an NHL game. So I'd record it and then like edit it. And it'd be like Rangers devils. I'd mm-hmm. probably never do that, but like something <laughs> Canadian, it would be at that point, Rangers jets. And then you'd put it into the folder of where it's supposed to go on air. That's like mm-hmm. the slug of like going on air. Well, then I would have named another game that as well. And I remember being on the desk once and I was like, all right, this afternoon, like Rangers taking on jets first period, blah, blah, blah. And I'm reading my, uh, highlights and I just look up I'm like Wrong and game. this game happened <laughs> a week ago yeah. so <laughs> let's take a look at what happened wow remember this great goal and like I then just like I, my god like and there's no one really there to sort of be like scold you like you yeah. knew you messed up you're on tv and you're like okay well that was a mistake mm-hmm. and there was oh, so many so many great things that I now look fondly back on. But at the time I was like, get me out of here. I need to go somewhere else. And then luckily when you start, when you mentioned I work at Fox sports, that's like, I was born into America at that point. Like I had a whole career in Canada, mm-hmm. you know, where I was, whatever I was. And then, <laughs> then I came to the States and one of my former agents was like, you have to remember like people. <gasps> oh, there it is. There it is. We were worried about it. <laughs> I hear from like outside. I hear people outside their phones going off. That's the national FEMA test (gasps) that we were warned about. Sorry, everybody. (gasps) I just had a little myocardial infarction. You literally knew it was coming. How are you? (laughs) I knew it was coming. It's like a haunted house. No, it wasn't. Thank the Lord. Oh, God. All right. Well, we're back on track here. That's real life, folks. That's I'm that's all the thin for sure. No, yeah, editing. that's that's TV. We just dealt with it. See, I want to know what happened. Like, did the people on New York One right now receive that? And they all were like, "Ah, you know." Thousand percent. I should have had. Yeah. I have Pat so, McAfee on yeah. right now with no volume. I, I wonder if he reacted to it. Oh, he would love that. <laughs> um, love Pat McAfee. Worked with him at Barstool where you mentioned, and then yeah, mm-hmm. did a whole tour around everywhere, have lived 500,000 lives. And uh, I'm not as old as you would think based on that, but yeah, it's been, <laughs> it's been a hell of a ride. Mm-hmm. Well, the journey is definitely insane for sure. Right. You're a, you're a unicorn. I think in that sense, um, mm, you know, I don't, okay, you know? sure. Thank you. I mean, it's a compliment. It's a compliment. Oh, I, I know I mean, it's a compliment. Yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't call me a unicorn. I call me like a, 
it's like Kate McKinnon on SNL. I love the sketch from mm. with the aliens when they come back and they're like, oh man, like tell us what it was like. Uh, Ryan Gosling's in that sketch at Justin Timberlake or no, it's yeah, Ryan Gosling's like, oh yeah, the aliens were so nice to us. Da-da. And she's like, yeah, it was a little different for me. Like <laughs> what? You guys got that treatment? That's how I feel about my career. It's like, everyone's like, wow, this was like so great. And I got this job so easily and everything was amazing. And I'm like, yeah, it was a little different for me. Like. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who. But I love is. it. You just remind me of uh, like a bit I heard like two months ago. It's a comedian. I, I forget his name, and I wish I could like you know say exactly who it is. But it was like how if I were to time travel, I wouldn't even be able to tell people in the past like what the future is like because I wouldn't know how to explain it. It's like uh, yeah, if I went back to 1920 and explained like oh I could call my friend in England, they'd be like how I was like, I don't fucking know, but I just put a number. Yeah, in yeah. <laughs> They'd be like, yeah. but what is it technology? And yeah. you're like, I don't know. It's like this phone thing. They're like, yeah. and how was it made? And you're like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just... I might have to find that bit and throw it in here, but let's get back on track a little bit. So the big talking point right now, at least from what I'm seeing on social media is this frozen frenzy that's taking place on October 24th, all 32 teams in action, 16 games on a Tuesday night. The NHL is owning a night of the week, doing a red zone style ESPN channel. What are your thoughts on this? Because I've been preaching for this for like years now and I'm so pumped. Yeah, I know. Here. I think, um, first of all, I thought you were going to try to take credit for it. No. As, like, <laughs> you're trying to, um, you're like, yeah. I mean, I've done that. I've been tweeting about this ever <laughs> since red zone was made. I think every NHL Probably. person and, and any sport, like I would love that for college football as well. My God. Um, but I think it's ambitious. I think it's amazing that they're trying it. I'm very behind it. I think it's going to be so exciting to watch this. I send my T's and P's to Bucci Gross and mm. Kevin Weeks doing this because it's going to be really hard. Yeah. And to the entire production staff with like, they said it's going to be every, what, every goal, every like goal penalty, hit. every hit. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh God. Like, again, that brought me back to my shot list or days where I'm like, oh no. <laughs> ah, like, just like typing like everything going on. But I think the harder part is that like in red zone, we know when a team is in a scoring position, right? Like goals can happen so randomly in hockey. Yeah. Like, like a goal can come from so many different ways. It's not like you have to be in the offensive zone for like you to cut to it, right? Yeah. Like, understandably a power play would be like a great time to be like, all right, let's cut to this. Like, da, da, da. you know, the NHL network did that kind of stuff too, right? Like going like around being like, and stuff like that. Yeah. Live look-ins. Yeah. But this, I think it's amazing. Like I'm very excited about it. Cause you know what it's like with, with hockey. And it was very paramount during the playoffs last year where I'm trying to watch the Rangers and doubles. I'm mm -hmm. also trying to watch Toronto and Tampa yeah. on at the same time. Just nightmare status for me. I was like, my boyfriend's a big Rangers fan, and I'm in New York. I'm obviously following them as well. Mm. And we had to like have one on a computer, one on TV. And then if like one, if our teams were like not doing well, we'd like switch it up. Being like, <laughs> yeah. okay, no, you get the TV for this period. Like, I'll go on the computer, like anything like that. And so, yeah, if there was like a red zone, that would, I mean, that's playoffs, but like, I yes. thought you were just renting tables at the Canuck and watching them all. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that's that that will be what happens. I'm actually 
thinking about going to the Canuck today for right. the Blue Jays' second game. When I don't know when this comes out, but the Monday. Blue Jays will likely be eliminated from the postseason by the time this airs. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, the Canuck is a great spot for hockey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the Canuck is. I've heard they have a Tuesday night trivia, which I need to get to. I haven't been yeah, there yet. Yeah, I, like I want to get to that too. Yeah, you're probably the best trivia person, I feel like. I'm not. I really? am not good at trivia. I watch Jeopardy every night, and I'm always just blurting out, like, not even the right category <laughs> of an answer. It doesn't surprise me, actually. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I am Michael Scott. Like, I am Michael Scott. Yeah. He has a hypothetical gun. <laughs> yes. Uh, so... I want to ask you about Pierre Laviolette. I know you have, you know, relationships with a lot of coaches in the NHL. I, and I know this is leading into John Cooper, I'm assuming. But uh, as far as your relationship goes with Lavi, do you have any expectation for him with the Rangers? And do you think there could have been a better fit for the Rangers? Because I actually was against it at first. And I talked to this uh, about, or I talked about Laviolette with Emily Kaplan like two weeks ago. And, you know, she basically said that retread narrative, right? Like it didn't seem so sexy at the start. But he actually could be the right guy. So what are your thoughts on the Laviolette hire and if there was anyone better? Right. I mean, I think that, first of all, I don't know him personally. I've covered him with Nashville. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that was stating me. Um, and Not really. I I do think <laughs> – I don't know what day it is. Um, <laughs> so, But I do think – like if you are, if you have a team that has done as well as the Rangers have done, like I would just do, I, I was, I was not surprised that they went with Lav. And I think that that's probably with what you have, it's not necessarily the coach's problem. Although the decision-making is of course big in playoff moments and what not, but like obviously reading a lot of the stuff coming out of, the preseason with Larry Brooks talking, mm-hmm. you know, I, he used both quotes from Gallant and then also Laviolette and kind of switched them up as like, they're basically saying the same thing, how they have a lot of talent, but like they need to figure out how to play as a unit. And like, yeah. also another thing is just the storylines in the preseason for the Rangers are wash, rinse, repeat a lot of the time. And that doesn't, regardless of coach they i think with the with the players that they have you couldn't necessarily go too risk like too off the board with like a coach cuz you're so close you know you ran up against a team that was that was not a good team for you to get up against but like you still had really good players you still have very good players but now it's like i'm kind of worried about them to be honest i'm worried about their fitness level i know we've seen injuries in training camp I just like I don't know I I have a a weird vibe around the Rangers heading into this season even though they have the window still open mm-hmm. they have really good players but I'm just not I'm not sure how it's all gonna work out really when it comes when push comes to shove but I do agree I think of all the candidates like Peter Laviolette would be the one to stay the course but like who's to say Gerard Gallant yeah. could like still have done exactly the same thing. But sometimes you just need a new voice in your ear telling you something different, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I know I, I do want to ask you about John Cooper because he's one of my favorite coaches in the NHL, and you know I know you're very tight with him. Are the Tampa Bay Lightning done? Is there a window shut? Because obviously the Vasilevsky news happens, and they've been you know some. I, I don't want to say they've been like underrated, but no one picks them ever to win the cup. I feel like in the regular season, I know. they always just appear in the playoffs. But now, like 
you know, I've had this narrative of the Metro is somewhat out with the old and the Eastern Conference is out with the old and in with the new with like the emergence of Ottawa and Buffalo and these teams coming up now and Florida's run last year. Like, where do you rank Tampa and like the Penguins, the Capitals, the rain? Like, are these teams like two, one or two more years left? And then who knows? I think like it's very interesting with Tampa because having Vasilevsky go out is not good. Like, mm-hmm. and having him have been the backbone of this team and having him have, have played as many games as he did, not good at all. I think that honestly, Tampa felt like they were playing with house money even last year, mm-hmm. even like potentially the year before as well, where yeah. it was like, I mean, they were so close to even being eliminated, not even getting to that point so many times. And that 2022 season, like Cooper always, (laughs) he always referenced back to like game six against Toronto. Like we were done, we were blah, blah, blah. And it's like, then we like figured out, turned it on. And I'm always like, oh, like, of course (laughs) it was that, you know? Like I'm a, I'm a Toronto fan, but when I cover the game, I, love covering the game because then I can just take that off like I, mm. I I'm like great now I don't have to think about being like into Toronto which was during that was when I got COVID because I was covering that series as I've obviously mentioned 500,000 times as my personality it was so great covering that series because I could just be completely unbiased and be like okay Leafs are down three nothing in the, in the first period <laughs> in game three or game uh four uh looks like our interview with Sheldon keeps is off at the 15 minute mark or whatever the first time or sorry the 10 minute mark I'm thinking about that I'm not thinking about the Leafs being down three nothing I'm like okay what am I asking Keith at this moment like that was that was ideal mm-hmm. as a broadcaster but I think Tampa I mean I I don't expect anything really from them this year and I think that they will try to use that I know that they've lost a couple of key players and that they're still in the mix like they're they're one of those teams it's like they're not, it's like a cockroach. Like they're just not dead until you yeah. know that they're dead. Like until you literally stomp on them. Like they could mm-hmm. just like be a cockroach that just like looks like they're dead. And then they like flip <laughs> over and they're like, oop, nope, I'm alive. And <laughs> very New York reference. Like that have you dealt with? Oh my God. That's like the, that's a, that's the cockroach playbook right there. That, if, yeah, you haven't lived in the a, a pre-war building of what war we're not mm-hmm. sure. And so, but I think that Washington's interesting. I was listening to the Rain Dregs podcast where it's like there's going to be a lot of um, focus on Ovechkin getting to that goal mark. Maybe not necessarily like their team is also like a little bit like you know put together in a way. And then the Penguins, of course, like we're seeing them try to run it back with like a lot of older guys and. I think as we see the season go on, like it takes a toll on these guys' bodies, obviously. And so I think it's like that, the doldrums type of time, you know, between all-star or like even January to all-star, like around there where you're like, what's our identity? What's this kind of stuff? Like maybe January type of time where you're like, are we in? Are we out? Are we, do we have any kind of, who are we? I think honestly, it's going to, I mean, New York and like the devils, I hate to say this, but I did put a little bit of a wager on the Devils too. Once Tyler Toffoli signed there, I don't know. There was just something inside of me that said, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was bold. Actually, I was showing my bet slip to my boyfriend and he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a second. Do you put money on the Devils to win the cup? I was like, 
well, let's look at the date. Oh, that yeah. was the date Tyler Toffoli was signed. I, I just had a vibe. Okay. Like, <laughs> so, um, Carolina, of course, we know is like one that's just one of those annoying teams. It's just like, oh, God, mm-hmm. it's the same thing every year with them. Right. But I feel very strongly re- that the cup goes back to Canada this year. Now you just jinxed it right there. Who? Either Edmonton or Toronto. I, I think, I, I really think it's Edmonton, though. I think it's Connor's time. He, he's now lost, you know, back-to-back years to the eventual Stanley Cup champion. Yeah. This is the best team he's been on, I think, in his career, right? The best top-to-bottom roster the Oilers have had going into the full season. I I am very confident that it's his time. But not everyone feels that way. Cause, for a long time, Johnny. Like, you know. Well, look at Nate. Nate was, like, you know, nine years in, and he had that press conference. Like, you know, I've been in the year, been in the league for nine years, haven't won jack shit or whatever. I feel like Connor's kind of. Mm-hmm. That was great. That was very, yeah, that was like, nice, authentic. I think that it would be of them. Yeah, you're right. I think of all the Canadian teams, it's Edmonton. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's Toronto. I don't think it. And it always comes down to goaltending. Yeah. Um, The goaltending is a the goaltending is not horrible, but it's not great. Unlike your New York Rangers who mm-hmm. have now are definitely the best goaltender in the league, if not already beforehand. Yeah. And, but now with the Rangers, it's like, how can you win and not just rely on him? Like, like what, what happens if anything happened to Igor? Like God forbid, Mother, you know, toast. like toast, toast, absolute absolute toast and like quick hasn't looked particularly great even though i did watch quick win that cup i told I was, you i would get into that next <laughs> <laughs> yes and scene i will stop talking about that oh, okay you want me to just transition or do you want to transition yourself you've done this a million times would you prefer me well to do and on the topic of jonathan quick which <laughs> is the irony of him being with the new york rangers is just how he was the one that inflicted so much pain on them in 2014 mm-hmm. during that stanley cup run which is so vivid to so many new york rangers fans because it's like on paper and in like the history books it's like oh the rangers lost to the kings in five games it's like oh my gosh it was so much closer than that like the amount of overtimes there were it was it- like it was it's the Rod Brendamore. We didn't get swept. It's we didn't get swept. The Rod Brendamore. Right? No, and that game, from that game when they didn't get swept, Madison Square Garden. We'll never forget it. Watching, I'm standing. They have two lines, you know, in the Stanley Cup. It's like the winning team and the losing team, and you are like, or yeah, at this point at Madison Square Garden because it was like the cup could have been won that night, mm-hmm. and it's like, am I going? Who am I? I'm going to go for the winning team, but we didn't know which one. Like, is this going to be going back to L.A. or whatever? And I'm standing beside Gary Bettman, and the cup was right there. And, like, the puck just stopped on the line. Remember? With Hank and Ned? That was – And I'm, like, watching that, and it was like, oh, my gosh. Like, that Mm – it felt like some, like, otherworldly presence was just, like, coming and being like, nope, we're going back to L.A. Like, it's not happening here. That was during the time of the Lance Stevenson meme because he like blew on LeBron at the at the free throw line, and so there was like a good Lance Stevenson like blowing on the puck. I remember that vividly. That was ah so uh, yeah. yeah. It was that was I just like remember and I was like I'm beside Bettman. The cup, the puck is stopped by some weird thing. It was like a mm-hmm. very odd moment, but I loved I love covering that series because when I you know getting to know the New York media was great. Everyone because yeah. I also covered from the. Um, 
the Montreal Canadian series as well. Got a lot of great cities involved in this cup run. And then like getting to know John Giannone, Kenny Albert, um, Katie Strang at the time, um, uh, Bruce Beck. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, Bruce Beck and I would do stand-ups beside each other. And that guy like works his tail off. Like it was just so great. Kareth Burke, she was with SNY. It was just wonderful meeting all these people from New York. And then in the LA game, they're in overtime. And this was on the play that, well, before this, we all in the media room, like bet on who was going to have the game winning goal. Mm-hmm. Apparently this is a thing they do every year. This is my first Stanley cup I, I covered. Everyone's already picked. And I was like, Alec Martinez. No, you and didn't. I remember like, that? yeah, yeah, I did. So I picked Alec Martinez and mostly because my friend was dating him at the time and he okay. hadn't been chosen yet. And so <laughs> only one I, I, yeah, he was the only one left. My friend was dating him. I'm like, yeah, let's go with him. And also mm. because he'd scored in game seven in the previous round. Yeah. But then I remember when uh, I was sitting there and I was like, ah, like, I hope the Rangers score because I want to go back to New York. And like, I remember Drager and Bob McKenzie and everyone just looked, just like looking at me like. Yeah, nobody wants what? that red eye flight. What? <laughs> they were like, we want to see our families, Julie. Like, we haven't, we, we, ha- we have, we have lives. I was like, Oh, okay. Sorry. Like, it's just me like going, I, you know, New York is so cool. Like <laughs> I just wanted to like go back. I'm like, yay. You get to go to Times Square. Like obviously I didn't live here then. Um, yeah. And then uh, I remember when we knew the Kings had scored, but we're in the press room and it's like 15 seconds behind. And we're like, Oh my God, the Kings scored. So we're like getting ready to go to like the Kings locker or, or whatever, I guess on the ice. Yeah. And then, but we had to see the play develop because it was like, uh-huh. wait, how does this end up happening? And we're just, I remember just being like, oh. And then I'm like, oh, my God, Alec Martinez scored. And then <laughs> I remember whoever was running it was like, Julie Stewart Binks? Like, who? Like first of all, like, who the hell is that? Picked who the Alec hell is Martinez. Happy Gilmore? Like, me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's me over here. And I was like, then I got all the cash. And I was like, yeah, great. And I remember everyone just looking at me like, whatever and obviously we had more important things to do at that time and apologies i know even just mentioning that is like triggering so no that's so funny it's hilarious that you picked martinez and you're like it was like your first final um Mm -hmm. i I still stand stand strong in the belief that had chicago won that western conference final the rangers would have beaten the blackhawks in that final yeah but you know la was playing with like a weird a weird no thing because they were like mm-hmm. always going to be eliminated every series and they just clawed their way back from the death every single time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that was a, uh, that was a tough one. That was senior high school for me, but let's talk <laughs> about, you know, more current, the biggest difference between the 2021, 22 Ranger group to last year. And I guess not what you expect from them this year, but what gear has to flip? Well, let's look at last year's storylines and just recycle them. Are the kids going to take the next step? Mm. What happens with Alexi Lafreniere? Um, We know that right now, I guess today he was not skating with Mm. like the team necessarily been flipping around from the right and the left side. He played a lot of preseason games, so he's getting the night off. It's just like a lot of like what is the future projection of um, Lafreniere? And then also, like, can Capo Caco play on the top line? Like, is that me? You know, (laughs) (laughs) 
I put her, you know, I'm just, you know, media person covering the Rangers. Like it's the same thing, yeah. right? Can this team win with without having Igor stand on his head every night? What's the what does Chris Kreider look like this year? Like, how is he? I mean, time always time always wins. So what does that look like? Um, he's older, he's very effective, but it's a new year of school. I don't mm-hmm. know what happens. Him and Mika. Obviously, great chemistry. We know they're BFF, A-E-A-A-E-A-A, like us. Um, although I think they're at a different level than we are. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, obviously Panarin. I'm still, like, it, it just shook me the other day when I I fully realized that he would shaved his head. I was like, yeah. I was just like, not, oh, my God. It, like, it's like I woke me up in the middle of the night. I was like, oh, my God, Panarin shaved his head. <laughs> um, it's going to be weird too without Tarasenko as well. Like I kind of liked him with them and yeah. then Hedl, like how he's what they're like. I just like, I'm, I'm curious how the season is going to be on their bodies. Like, I don't know. They've been really lucky in a way of like, mm. not necessarily having too many huge injuries, Please knock on wood. but I, pardon me. Please knock on wood. Yeah. And so, I mean, aside from Kane and like that kind of yeah. stuff, but yeah, I just, there's a, there's just questions on like the, the older guard, the Criders, the, I mean, Miga, like the older guard, but like those kind of guys and how, what their evolution might be like. And then versus, you know, we're kind of still waiting to just see Capo Caco break out, like Lafreniere break out. Who's going to be trying, who's nipping, at them to try to like get those spots. Is anyone actually really nipping? Like there are, and if they are nipping, can they, can they be those guys that like fill in and do, you know, the job? I, I think it's great. Blake Wheeler also yeah. huge storyline. I I like him coming. I know a lot of people are a little like suspect about it, but I think it will be, I think it will be a surprisingly good addition for the amount of money spent on him too. Mm-hmm. I have two more for you. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. So before I go into a storytelling one, I want to make a friendly wager with you. If you if you agree, obviously, if you feel the other way, you don't have to. Who has more points this season, Artemi Panarin or Mitch Marner? Oh, Mitch Marner. Because I actually think it's Marner too, but I would bet Panarin because of the New York-Toronto rivalry that we have. Even though okay, good. I got Marner then. Yeah. So okay, I like Marner so, up there on the top line with Bertuzzi and Matthews. Let's go. I see Marner putting up a hundred this year. Yeah. I, and I, I, the guy deserves it. If anyone deserves something good, it's Mitch Marner. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Big fan of his. And then to wrap it up, can you give me your favorite New York sports media moment? <laughs> uh, when I got to be on, um, with Mike Francesa for my first time in 2014, cause oh, he shit. had caught, he, I was on FS1 doing the updates when he, his radio show was simulcast on mm-hmm. and I would do the updates. And then someone called in and was like, who the hell is Julie Stewart Binks? And he's <laughs> like, I don't know. Is she some blonde? Like Fox loves blondes. And obviously I'm blonde. <laughs> and they just were like talking about me or whatever. And then he called me. I got my number from like my news director and he's like i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i don't i'm not gonna do it like if you're ever out here like you come come on and we'll talk hockey blah 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 and so then 
I didn't realize how big Mike was until mm. I came on and I came in studio and it's like, there's just this picture of us looking at each other and I don't know why we're like smiling and it's like <laughs> the Rangers were up against like the Habs and we were talking hockey and like my, my phone just blew up. It was just mm. like, poo, you're on with Mike Francesa. Like what the hell? So oh. that's when I, that was like one of my first real New York moments. Mm -hmm. And I guess before I let you go, Anything you want to plug or any, I guess, storyline you're looking forward to most in the NHL? What what excites you most about the 2023-24 season? Mm. Well, first of all, I'd like to plug my show off air with Julie Stewart Banks. <laughs> if we talk about things that are off air, either off air, you know, people say we talked about this off air, or mm. also <laughs> I realized after I named the show off air, what people are like off air. And we do have a couple hockey ones coming up that's on Bet with Bet Rivers on like YouTube, on wherever you get your podcast. And then um, most exciting storyline I think is I'm, I'm just, ex I'm just excited to, I'm just excited to see hockey come back. That's yeah. every hockey fan right now. Cause everyone's really scared about what their team actually looks like. Yeah. You know what? I'm just really excited to watch some hockey. Hockey's back. That's what I'm excited about. And I'm very excited about this frozen frenzy of yeah. which of course was, birthed by you a couple years ago <laughs> and so if it does or doesn't if it doesn't work out it will fall squarely on your shoulders but I'll, we know I'll it will work out we, okay. <laughs> mm. well some kid named johnny lazarus mentioned this a couple years ago so we took the idea so i mean everyone some just fucking tweet at him <laughs> <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll we'll gritty on the ice this year i'm looking forward to grittying oh, yeah. sometime again yeah, we'll have to do that. I mean, hopefully we can do that again. That was sick that we got to go on the ice. That was classic. Yeah. That that, unreal. that shouldn't have been allowed, but it it happened. Yeah. It was very much allowed though. Um, but you're the best. Thank you so much. And I'm sure we will cross paths you're the best. throughout the season. You're the best. Really want to thank our friend Julie Stewart Binks for coming on the show once again. Like we said in the intro, the Rangers puck drop is Thursday night in Buffalo. Then they go to Columbus on Saturday. And then the home opener is next Monday against the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, so a lot of action this coming week. And then next week, we will start doing two episodes a week. So this is the last week of just one. Uh, we're going to be you know, in the action in the mix for the rest of the season. Avery will be back as well. Um, Cody, any final thoughts before we end it? No, that's it. LFGR, baby. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.